doing? Welcome to our book review in this month of October. I'm so excited to have you here. My name is Imanon Tissi. Thank you for joining me again. And this will be the first time we're going purely spiritual book. And this book is titled God Wants You Well by Andrew Woman. This is an amazing book. I highly recommend that you go through this book after this book review. Now the word of healing and testimonies, it, it has been a tricky one in the body of Christ and we have lots of issues to it. Now we're going to categorize it, make it easier for us to go through this book review successfully. First of all, what does there are lots of belief out there that there are certain persons that God would rather heal and there are others that God puts aside and be like, okay, I don't want to heal her or I don't want to heal him. So that notion is around that God doesn't heal all the time. Now this is totally against what the scripture says. There is no place it's recorded in the Bible that Jesus came across a man who needed healing, who, who reached out and said, Son of David, have mercy on me, heal me, uh, I, I need my healing. And then Jesus was like, okay, dude, no, uh, I'm not giving to you. you. You deserve this, you deserve this, you deserve that, so I'm not healing. It is not recorded anywhere in the scripture. So first of all, we're debunking that belief that healing is not for his kids, that there are certain persons he put it aside for. Even though there is the healing anointing, even though that there is there is the office for healing minister, it is inherent in all of his kids. It's part of our salvation. Because it's recorded that everything Jesus went about doing good, healing the sick, you know, casting out devils and all about and all of that. It's also recorded that we ourselves were going to do we're going to do much more than what our Savior did. So if our Savior was able to heal everyone that came to him for deliverance and for and to be made whole, then certainly it means that we have it in us, all of us, not restricted to anybody. We have it in us to command the sickness for it to go and it has no choice than to obey the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. So now the second question that will come up will be like, okay, since God wants all of us to be able to to speak out, to, to um, administer healing and then it comes to pass as it is or when we pray for ourselves, to get healed that God actually wants us well then how come I've been praying for myself praying for my mother praying for this person and nothing is happening nothing at all the person is still sick I'm still sick I'm still unwell why now that three reasons why this can happen first of all sin yes so there are certain situations whereby let me say in my former life I was a prostitute my former life I was a drunk uh, in my former life I was a drug addict and now I'm suffering the consequences of those things. Yes, I have been, um, I've received Christ into my life. My spirit has been renewed. I have Jesus in me. Now what's happening is that I'm facing consequences of my actions. Most persons still believe that God has something to do with it. No, he loves us. Yes, he has forgiven us our sins. But the law of, of error and repercussion is still there. So I'm, technically practically suffering consequences so you may be suffering the consequences of past actions or the sins of fathers or anything at all and the question is how do we still get our healing because it is still very much possible to get healed even though we cause the situation it is very much possible all it, all it takes is the right orientation all it takes is to hold how much do you want that healing it's not a matter of 
if I'm going to get well or not, or if it's possible. No, it is possible. And it will have already received it in the blood of Jesus Christ. It is our right. So the question is, it's not if we are going to be victorious over this. Jesus has already won the victory over sickness, over diseases, over uh, demons and all of that. So what's going to happen now is that we are going to enter into our office as his children. Enter into our office as ministers. All of us are ministers of the world. So we have to be deliberate, intentional and speak to it. That situation. Look, even though I have done this, done that, it is written. Use the scriptures too counter that problem, to counter that sickness, to counter that disease, that in the name of Jesus, every shall bow, in the name of Jesus, he, he, was, he was bruised for my iniquity, and all of that, you have to be firm about it, and sickness will have no choice than to give way. The second reason why most of us pray for healing and still not forthcoming is because of natural occurrences. There are times where your body is on the brink, brink of breaking down. You haven't slept for days, you haven't been eating or you've been stressed off lately and your body tends to give you cues that okay I need rest, okay calm down, calm down, please you've been working for ages now, can, can we just take a break, can you sit down, sometimes it's natural causes, not really that um, you cost anything in terms of sinning, no, you just need to calm down, sometimes it takes water, sometimes it takes just a break and you will get better. Another reason why uh, we have sicknesses in the midst of, of prayer is because of the devil has some, because the devil has something to do with it. There are times that Jesus healed the blind man by just spitting on the dirt and then rubbing it in his eyes and then asking him to go wash it. There are other times that he cast out demons from such a blind person, such a sick man. So the idea is there are actually sicknesses that are caused by the devil. Yes, so not really that you, you did anything wrong, but the devil is trying to, it's, it's temptation, alright, yes, it is temptation, so he wants to see how far you, do you really believe this God, you go about saying you believe, let us go tempt him, okay, trying to find a way to, to come in and take occupation where he has no right anymore, so you have to get into your office, you to ask father, that father, what's going, I don't understand, what's going on right now, is this a test? Is this a temptation? There's a time that, look at, look into the life of Job, when God was boasting about Job. What happened was that it wasn't God's will to send sickness to Job. It was the devil who came in and wanted to say that, oh, because you are, you are placing hedge over him. That's why he, he lost you so much. So God wanted to tell him that, look, it's not about that. So he told him, go and do whatever you want to do. So God didn't send sickness to Job as a form of test. God did not send sickness. It's never recorded that in terms of God testing us, they send sickness to us. No, that is the work of the devil. It's always about him wanting to tempt us. So it's not in his will at all to bring sickness. That's why it's also recorded in the scriptures that I, I wish above all things that you prosper in good health as your soul prospering. But it happens that as your soul, you get orientated, you get down deep in the world, you get to understand your right as a child of God, that it is your right to get healed. It's your right to get you even as much as you are saved. With time, you, you get to see it being affected. So yes, at times that the devil is behind it. So these are the three reasons why most times we pray is as though nothing is happening. So the question is, how do we get our healing at the end of it? Now, we have this belief going around that um, there are demons that are higher than the others. So that is why you, you need too much work to get this one out 
you know, you need much work to get to raise someone from the dead, um, as opposed to um, declaring that this edict should get off me. Now, that that is a direct opposition because it's recorded that that a lot has a lot to do with the scripture that I was talking about when the disciples were trying to cast out the demon possessed boy, the boy who had uh, epilepsy. So the idea is that they were trying to cast the demon out and nothing was fought happening. And this was a time where the disciples had already cast out demons and brought about healing. Prior to that moment, what happened was that they were faced with the epilepsy. They saw the boy manifest it. So it shook their faith. So when Jesus came, he told them that you perverse generation, how long will I be with you? And then he went ahead to pass out the demon. And then when the disciples came around him, they were like, how come you were able to do it and we're not able to do it anymore? And he said it, that if you have faith, as little as a mustard seed. So the idea really is not that the demons are big and the demons are all of that. The idea is how pure is your faith? It's not a matter of big or small faith. Because the scripture records that as little, as little as our faith can be, we can we can say to this mountain, be moved, be cast away, and it would be cast away. So the issue is not big or small faith. The issue is how how is your faith really pure? Is it truly pure? So the issue really is that there's a mixture of unbelief in it. Now the book gets to describe how a little faith faithlessness in our faith can cause that sickness not to go away. Using the illustration of a horse that is tied up to a cat. So with that battalion of horses, on the normal circumstances you can drive that cat in one direction. But if you have another horse, you have a battalion of horses on the other side of the cart. And you you motion this one to race, motion the other one to race, they are opposing, so they can't go anywhere. They are equal abilities, the horses. So now you have faith this way, you have unbelief this way. Nothing's gonna happen. So you can't move zoom into your healing. You can't zoom into your in, into your wholeness. Because unbelief is there. It's right there. So the opposition is actually unbelief. That's why the scripture records out. Without faith, you can't please God. So the idea is not whether demons are big or not. The idea is if truly our faith is pure, if truly we really believe that even in the midst of the circumstance, oh I'm still feeling sick. Do you really believe that you will still be well? In the midst of, oh, my body is not responding. We have to be bold. We have to keep holding fast to it that I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. Doesn't matter what my body feels. I tap in. I tap in. Now, immediately after Jesus mentioned that it is having a little faith, having a faith as little as a mustard seed that we can command anything, the next thing he said was that, however, this can't go unless from fasting and praying. What happens is that a lot of Lots of believers have taken out the first reply that Jesus gave and just talk to the second one and then magnifying the devil and making it seem like it's the demons that determine if your healing is going to work now or not. The idea is he spoke first about how little our faith is before heading on to prayer and fasting because the idea is our five senses are active in terms of what we see around the cues, we pick it easily. Oh, I'm under the weather. Oh, I'm not feeling well. Well, oh, I'm seeing the doctor result. So your perception, your senses are, are taking in this unbelief. Those news you are reading is taking in those unbelief. Those 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 wailing and crying is taking in those unbelief. It's soaking it in. And what's going to happen is that fasting and praying is a spiritual exercise. 
So you don't heal someone simply because you fasted and prayed. But you heal someone because through your fasting and praying, your six senses rose higher than your five senses that is keen on the physical things of this world. So your spirit man becomes empowered. You are now more conscious of the spirit realm. You are now more conscious of your faith. So your faith, faith level is without impurities. So when you speak, after going through fasting, after going through that spiritual exercise, your faith is without unbelief. So there's nothing like little or small faith. There's nothing like little or small faith. Sorry about that. So the idea is, you receive it and receive it fully. Now the next thing we get to hear is that. Now in the scenario where we want to administer healing to someone, and the person is faithless we can't just go ahead mostly we can't just go ahead and just say you are healed in as much as we have the faith we have to orientate that person from that ignorance we have to bring that person out of that ignorance that look even though sometimes it's doctrines that doctrines that go about that healing and healing sees in the times of the disciples you have to reorientate such persons break such shackles from their mind that look, those doctrines, those unbelief, those ign- that ignorance of wh- who you are in Christ and what you have, what your rights are in the body of Christ, you have to reorientate that person so that the faith will also be rising from the individuals. What you are saying, you are healed, the person can easily receive it. It's not recorded anywhere in the scriptures that God, that Jesus administered healing to someone who didn't believe. Even a woman who had the issue of blood. And also there was a time that Jesus could no more do good work in his hometown because the people were coming up with unbelief statements like is it not jesus the son of joseph who we know who grew up amongst us and is doing this doing that so unbelief was beginning to rise in his hometown he could no more do a good work there because if you are having so much faith and the person you are delivering into doesn't have that faith it can be a war it's gonna be like the same example we gave the two horses tied to one cart moving in opposite direction how is it going to come to pass and the secondly at times we speak forth healing and it doesn't seem like as though it is coming and then the next moment we're speaking against the healing to conclude this book review we must put always in our hearts in our spirit that words are powerful words are powerful as you move with the Holy Spirit, as you grow in the body of Christ, you get more and more into this understanding that words are entities. So, a man who says one thing now and then says another thing, opposing things, is like a, a sh- like a ship tossed to and fro. How can he believe that he's going to receive anything from the Lord? So, once we say, "I I, I believe my I believe I'm healed," we can't oppose our healing. By going about complaining, going about not walking in that belief. If I'm healed, then I should start taking that step like one who is healed. I should start walking around like one who is healed. We start going under the weather, really, we stay covered up. The healing won't come because we are actually going in line with the sickness. So if we believe we are healed, then we are saying it strongly, boldly, wrestling to accept and receive that victory already we have in Christ Jesus that we are whole and we are delivered we are are free from sicknesses that we have to act it yes because we are faith kids 
we are his faith children. We are not like we are not like mere mortals. So the issue really is your faith. You have to believe. And another issue, as pointed in the book, is that of love. You don't go about healing people because you want to feed your ego. If you say to this man, lay my rise, and it's pride in your heart, God sees the heart. So you won't really act in terms of really he is doing this for my work because it's no longer in the name of the Lord, it's in the name of myself, it's in the name of Edessary. I want to be fly, I want to show off. So one reason why healing doesn't also take place when we are administering it is because there is no love in us. God is love. If there's no love in us, it means that we don't have God in us. The God kind of love. The author the author love. Yes. Because he's the author of love. So we have to have that love in us. We have to carry that burden. When we see that person going down under the weather, it has to be a drive that, no, this is not God's way for you. And I step into into your into the the healing that Jesus has made available to us already. I step into it. It is written. It is written. It is written. We keep declaring it out of love. We keep declaring it. it has to be out of love. It has to be out of love. Thank you so much. Do well to go through this book. Do well to go through this book and you will be blessed beyond measure. Go ahead and share it to your friends. Thank you for joining me to the end of this book. We will see you till next time.